Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. On today's show, the Yankees took two out of three from the Red Sox, but old problems reared their ugly head in last night's loss. We'll recap the weekend discuss those problems. I have some advice for Yankee fans and we'll preview the Blue Jays series, which starts tonight because there's no rest for the weary. That's all next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankee fans. Happy Monday, April 11th. And we are starting the season off well. Yankees won two out of three against Boston. Would a sweep have been nice? Yes. But, you know, two out of three ain't bad, as the late Meatloaf used to sing. May he rest in peace. Anyway, it wasn't a bad weekend, even though it seems like it was. We'll discuss that whole thing because some Yankee fans are going a little crazy. It's only three games in to 162. Some of y'all need to calm down and I'm going to tell you why. But first, you can get Locked on Yankees in every podcasting platform available, including Apple, Odyssey, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. So let's discuss the weekend. I'm happy with the two out of three. If you listened to our crossover or watched our crossover with Locked On Red Sox, I was convinced the Red Sox were going to win two out of three, but not really. I'll admit that. I kind of had a good feeling going into the weekend, but I didn't want to sound like one of those Homer Yankee fans. Of course the Yankees are going to win two out of three. You know, so I don't know. So I said the Red Sox were going to win two out of three, which makes me look dumb. But, you know, (laughs) the... Honestly, they could have gone either way. Last night's game could have gone in the Yankees' favor if some of those balls they hit fell and weren't sucked up by Red Sox outfielders. My God, it was like they were vacuums out there. You know, it wasn't as if the Yankees weren't making contact. And, of course, they were making bad contact in bad moments with double plays. And just uh, it was just one of those. It felt like 2021 and 2020 (laughs) watching that game last night. But I will say. Hearing Coney in the booth. I watched a little bit of the K-Rod broadcast. Kind of weird, but, you know, I think they need time to get used to it. But Jeff Passan, I don't know if you all saw Jeff Passan go into the K-Rod broadcast last night, but my goodness, when did he become so savage? He used to be so straight-laced, and then something happened, and a, a switch flipped, and he just came out swinging as soon as he came onto the screen making fun of the size of Michael Kay's head. I couldn't believe it. He's amazing. I was going to ask him to come on the show, but I'm afraid he might murder me in some way, like, you know, verbally. And no, I I can't handle that. Michael Kay could, but I couldn't. So (laughs) before we get into last night's game, because there's a whole... There's a whole thing about last night's game that I'd like to discuss, and I might even hold off till segment two for that. 
let's discuss Saturday. Saturday. Uh, Luis Severino. You know, um, he looked fine. He looked great in the first inning. Second inning was kind of iffy. Then he looked good again in the third inning and then, you know, didn't last that long. But as I said before the season started, as in last week before the game started, not to expect the starters to go very long because spring training was so short. It's probably going to be easier for the hitters to get into a groove than it is for the pitchers to get into the groove. Yankees bullpen still looks great, um, you know, except for the blip last night with Clark Schmidt, but stuff happens. Saturday's game was more the same. The Red Sox jump out to an early league lead league lead thanks to an Alex Verdugo home run. By the way, watching the game, he hits the home run. He celebrates it as if he hit a walk off. It was the second inning. And I said it as I was watching it. I was like, it's the second inning. You need to calm down, especially after what happened yesterday. And then what happened? The Yankees came back and then pulled ahead. And we didn't have to have an extra inning game. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Yankees bullpen, for keeping that lead. I appreciate it. As I said on Friday's episode, I I don't like the extra runner on, or the ghost runner in extra innings. It's not even a ghost runner. It's a person. Um, but when it works out for the Yankees, I don't mind it. And at first it looked like it wasn't going to work out for the Yankees, but it ended up working out for the Yankees. But no, I was very happy on Saturday that... We didn't have to deal with that stupid rule again. Giancarlo Stanton hit another home run. Anthony Rizzo hit another home run. Oh, what was the stat? I had it in my head. Were they the first two teammates to do that sort of thing? They each hit a home run in the first two games. And there was another stat about the Yankees... Ending the regular season last year on a walk-off and starting this year off with a walk-off. My co-host, who's covering for Abby, Sweet Pea, my cat, she's here. Um, speaking of Abby, she's going to be at the stadium tomorrow tasting stadium food. And we might have footage of that for you so you can see some of the new stuff that they're going to have at Yankee Stadium. So look for that on YouTube. Obviously, people who listen to us audio only are not going to be able to enjoy that as much as people who watch us on YouTube, but I'm excited to see the new food offerings from Yankee Stadium, especially the Euros. Opa. Anyway, Saturday's game, let's just look quickly at what actually happened, because even though it was two days ago, it's gone out of my mind. That's what happens when you have ADHD. It's not fun. So Verdugo hits the two-run home run. And what are you going to do? Then Rizzo hits a two-run home run off Pavetta. Now, I Pavetta was annoying me because, well, the Yankees hitters were annoying me because they weren't doing anything against him. And at one point he had, I think he had 29 pitches and Severino was up around 60. And it was driving me crazy that the Yankees hitters were not doing anything against him. And then I realized that maybe they would do something the second time around. And that's what happened. So I enjoy what I'm right. I was right about Giancarlo Stanton also hitting a home run. I called it. Go to my Twitter account. You will see that I called his home run because I said 
He hit the ball hard twice and has nothing to show for it. Hit it right at people. He hit both of those balls over 115 miles an hour. And I thought, okay, he's hitting a home run later. So I'm right about some things. <laughs> but when you watch a player do that, when they make solid contact with the ball, it stands to reason that they probably will break through at some point in that same game. And that's what happened with Stanton. And it was glorious because it put the Yankees up 4-2. Bullpen locks it down for Severino. Let's go through Severino's numbers. Three innings, two runs, the Verdugo home run, five hits. No walks, five strikeouts. That's pretty good. You know, no, he didn't pitch as long as you wanted him to. He only threw 65 pitches. But it's the beginning of the season. Spring training was short. He's coming back from injury. Don't expect him to pitch. They're going to slowly work him in. The only problem we have with this is the Yankees don't have an off day until next Monday. So they're playing the Blue Jays for four, which starts tonight. We'll preview that in segment three. And then I believe they're playing... Oh, is it the Tigers and the Orioles? Or the Orioles, then the Tigers? I have to look at the schedule. So they have straight through to Monday, which, you know, if the starters keep only lasting three to four innings, that's not going to be good for <laughs> the bullpen. Now, speaking of starters, we're going to talk about Jordan Montgomery's performance in last night's game in a moment. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Action. And speaking of that, there is an actual there's a there's a line on BetOnline. First manager to be fired in 2022. Who's number one? Take a guess, Yankee fans. Yeah, it's Aaron Boone. I don't necessarily agree with that, but, you know, you never know. So it's him. The top five are Aaron Boone, Joe Madden, Joe Girardi, Chris Woodward, and David Bell. So go to Bet Online, Look at those stats, those lines, and see what you think and you know, maybe bet on it. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. You should listen to Locked On MLB Prospects when you're done with our show. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, including some names we may see on the field in Yankee Stadium in the not-so-distant future. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And speaking of Lindsey, he and I were discussing maybe doing something once a month or maybe even once every two weeks where he comes on and gives you guys all the tea about everyone in the minor leagues because as I said he knows a lot of stuff about everyone and it would be pretty cool to have him on. I also may be having some people who work for the minor league teams on in some capacity so look for that this season that could be fun. Yeah we have some fun things coming on again. This week, later this week, you'll see all the food options at Yankee Stadium. Thanks to Abby being able to go to the stadium. So, here we are. Jordan Montgomery. 
let's discuss Jordan Montgomery last night. Whew. Well, all right, wait, let's discuss the fact that he got hit the side of the knee. He's okay, as far as they say. His x-rays were negative, and gosh, that was scary. We had two hold-your-breath moments. One, when Rizzo got hit on the hand opening day. He seems fine. <laughs> He's been hitting very well the last two games, so he seems fine. And uh, Montgomery last night, because that's the last thing you need, is one of the Yankees' starters to go down. So Montgomery lasted three and one-third, which is, you know, one out better than Luis Severino. Gave up three runs on four hits, one walk, four strikeouts. At least he didn't give up a home run. Clark Schmidt did that later in the game. What are you going to do? Um, but it, it, it was a familiar pattern with this game where the Yankees were down early. And instead of tying it up right away, they cut it to 2-1, thanks to Giancarlo Stanton. Then Boston scored again. And then the Yankees tied it in the fourth. And I don't know. It was just annoying. It was an annoying game. It was colder last night. The balls weren't flying as much. You know, um, the Yankees had 11 hits. The Red Sox only had five. You know, they just couldn't scratch runs across. And that was the big issue last season. It was home run or bust. And they didn't hit a home run last night. They scored those three runs not on home runs. But it's just frustrating that the same problems keep cropping up every damn season, no matter what they do to the lineup. <laughs> but they were really unlucky last night. You know, some of those balls would fall in different games, and it was just one of those nights. And I feel bad for Aaron Hicks. He, he had a rough, <laughs> he had a rough game. No, he did have a hit. Okay, so it wasn't like he was 0 for 5 and left six guys on, but he was 1 for 4 and left six guys on by himself. Donaldson left four. Um, Gallo left four. Torres left four. Kind of Falefa left three. You know, ugh. Stanton and Rizzo and Donaldson. No, Rizzo and Stanton were the only ones with runs batted in. And... I just, I don't know. It's just frustrating to watch. But I feel like people are giving up on Aaron Hicks too long, uh, too soon. There was a lot of Aaron Hicks stuff said on Twitter last night. Um, Twitter, Reddit, all social media was just attacking Aaron Hicks in the worst way. And as I said, yeah, he left six guys on base. Did not look good. He had a rough time, but he did have a hit. It's not as if he had an offer. It wasn't as if he, let's see. He didn't even have a strikeout. I don't know. I kind of feel like he may have been better off if he had a strikeout or two in there instead of hitting into double plays, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel like some of you need to calm down. It's game three of 162. And the other thing is, and I've discussed this on the show before. I know I discussed this last season. The problem with a three-game series and the problem with losing the last game of a three-game series or losing the last game of a four-game series heading into a possible sweep is people tend to focus on that last game, which is understandable. It's fresh in your mind. It's the last thing that happened. But it feels like there are some cases where people negate 
the first two games because of what happened in the last game. And it felt like that last night. Yes, there are things that you can legitimately bitch about that happened last night. But let's not forget that the Red Sox led in the first two games and the Yankees came back and beat them. The Yankees won two out of three against a division rival to start the season. That's nothing to sneeze at. Would we have liked to have seen them sweep? Of course. But two out of three is good. It's better than losing two out of three. It's better than getting swept like the Orioles against the Rays. Although I saw something, someone tweeted something. The Rays swept the Orioles, but because some of the games were close, the Rays win total on, I can't remember which website it is, got knocked down by three because they didn't beat up on the Orioles, even though they swept them. I thought that was actually kind of funny. The Blue Jays won two out of three against the Rangers. They actually had a really amazing comeback on opening day. Poor Bryce of Locked On Rangers was talking trash way too soon in that game. Yes, the Rangers were up 7-0 early in the game, but it's the Blue Jays. You saw what they did in the offseason. You saw what they did last year. You know that lineup is stacked. Why on earth are you talking trash before a game stops? (laughs) Bryce learned his lesson on Friday. And we have new Blue Jays hosts. They're not set up yet, so we couldn't do a crossover for this series. But we will in the future. So they weren't set up to do shows yet, but they were tweeting and they were making fun of poor Bryce of Locked On Rangers, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, But you know what? He deserved it. You don't do that. (laughs) You don't do that. You don't talk crap three innings into opening day against a lineup like the Blue Jays. You just don't. So Yankee fans, if the Yankees somehow get out to a big start tonight and score a few runs against the Blue Jays, no crowing. That lineup is frightening. Really frightening legitimately frightening. (laughs) I'm trying to think of every word that I can think of to describe how scary they are because they really are. Uh, Speaking of that, we will preview briefly the series uh, in the next segment, but let's just talk about more from last night. Um, Other than Clark Schmidt's blip, the one hit, one run, you give up to Dahlback, Lucas Leckie pitched an inning, didn't give up a run, struck out one. Jonathan Loisica pitched an inning, didn't give up a run, walked two, didn't strike out any, which is kind of odd for Johnny Lasagna, but you know, it happens. Wandy Peralta pitched an inning, walked one, struck out two, but you know, their ERAs are 0.00 so far, so good for them. And yeah. It was just frustrating last night. But what are you going to do? Again, game three of 162, they still won two out of three against one of their biggest division rivals. You should be happy about that. Okay? I don't mean to sound like a mom, but some of you need to calm down. Honestly. Wait a month before you beat up on Aaron Hicks. If he's still horrible in a month, you have every right to complain. Although I think if he's still bad in a month, you're going to see people come up. Or you might see the return of Brett Gardner. You never know. So before we preview the Jays series, let's talk about Bilt Bar. So I don't know if you know, but I've been working out a lot lately. 
I started doing Peloton last year and I've kept it up, but now I've incorporated strength training into my workouts along with cycling and walking and boxing. I box now. I know how to box. It's crazy. And Built Bar actually powers me through my workouts and they have the puffs, which are protein infused marshmallows and they're fantastic. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They come in really good flavors, including churro. Churro is the bomb. Do people still say that? Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all built Bars, not just the puffs, are covered in 100% chocolate, and it's 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein, and you can replace your candy bars with them because they taste just as good and they're better for you. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Obviously, much better than a candy bar for you. Some of the flavors, coconut, coconut almond, my favorite, mint brownie. Everything is delicious. They come out with new flavors all the time. And if they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. So go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Doesn't matter which order it is, 1st, 20th, 50th, or 500th. Use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's preview the Blue Jays Yankee series. It's four games, people, right away. Three against the Red Sox, four against the Blue Jays. Thankfully, they're at home, but still, they're formidable opponents. So, yeah, the uh, lockout kind of messed with the Yankees there. Not that Texas and Houston would have been easy for them to do, because that's what the original schedule was. They were going to open on the road down in Texas. So, yeah, starting with the division rivals right away. So the matchup for tonight, 7.05 start. What happened to the 6.35 starts? I thought that was going to be the first month of the season. I'm kind of disappointed. Alec Manoa against Jamison Tyone. It's their first starts of the season, obviously, because we're only three games in. Historically, Bo Bichette does really well against Jamison Tyone. It's a small sample size. It's only seven at-bats. But both him and Vlad Guerrero are hitting 429 off Jamison Tyone. Vlad Jr. has a home run and two runs batted in. And let's see if anyone else beats up on Tyone. Oh, well, Randall Grichik, who is no longer with the Blue Jays, thank goodness, <laughs> in uh, three at-bats. Let's see. He had a run batted in, didn't have a home run, which is shocking because Randall Grichik had like 17 home runs against the Yankees in an insanely small amount of at-bats, but he's no longer with them, so thank goodness. As for the Yankees against Manoa, the only person who's faced him more than five times is Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge is batting. <laughs> they haven't done anything against him. They haven't faced him that much, but they haven't done anything against him. Miguel Andujar has two hits and two at-bats. Joey Gallo has one hit and one at bat. Kyle Higashioka is 0 for 2 against Manoa. Judge is 0 for 6. LeMahieu is 0 for 5. Um, Stanton is 2 for 3 against Manoa. No home runs, no runs batted in. And Gleyber Torres is 0 for 3 against Manoa. So small sample sizes, but he tends to do okay against the Yankees. So we'll see what happens tonight. In tomorrow's game, which is also 7.05, I think all four, yeah, all four games are 7.05. None of them are day games. 
The Yankees will be facing Yusei Kikuchi, who came over to the Blue Jays. Again, we spoke about this in the crossover. They made a lot of moves this offseason, and Kikuchi was one of them. Now, the Yankees have a very strange history against Kikuchi, and I mentioned this in a preview of a series against Seattle, who he pitched with last year. It's almost as if they do well every other game against him. And if I remember correctly, the last start that he had against the Yankees, he was good. They did better in the previous one, so maybe they're due for a good start against him. We'll see. And Nestor Cortez will be pitching for the Yankees tomorrow night. Now, as for matchups, Bo Bichette is batting 605 at-bats against Nestor Cortez Jr. Of course, these are all really small sample sizes. Now, Vlad Jr. in five at-bats is only batting 200 against Cortez against that's a again that's a really small sample size but it's Vlad Jr. I mean if you can keep him off the bases that's a big deal as for the Yankees against Kikuchi DJ LeMahieu is batting 333 and nine at bats against him Judge is 286 and seven at bats with two home runs and four runs batted in and Joey Gallo has a home run off Kikuchi with two runs batted in Let's see, Gleyber Torres in 11 at-bats against Kikuchi is batting 455 with two runs batted in. So he does well against him. We'll see how that happens. And again, looking at this, they haven't really updated because they still have Randall Grichik as a Toronto batter against Cortez. And he was in six at-bats batting 500 with two home runs and four runs batted in. Again, big thanks to the Blue Jays for trading away Yankee killer, Randall Grichik. Good job, guys. We appreciate that very much. <laughs> Wednesday, Jose Barrios. I said that right this time. Against Garrett Cole. Barrios pitched against Texas on Friday. Gave up four runs in one-third of an inning. It was not a good outing for him. <laughs> that was even worse than Cole on opening day. Hold on. I lost the page because Yankees.com likes to reset everything. <laughs> Garrett Cole, as you know, also pitched on April 8th. Four innings, three runs on four hits, one walk, three strikeouts. He freaked out because the opening day ceremonies lasted four minutes longer than he expected them to. Garrett, you need to calm down and not really, really. No, that's ridiculous. You're not going to have people back you up on that. You were acting like a brat. No offense, but seriously. like <laughs> When I found out that that's why he was freaking out, and that's why he had such a crappy start to that game. It just made me kind of angry. So let's, Yankees, don't do anything to piss them off on Wednesday night, okay? <laughs> As for the Toronto batters against Garrett Cole, Bo Bichette in 21 at-bats is only batting 190. Kevin Biggio batting 215 at-bats. Vlad Guerrero Jr., 278 and 18 at-bats. Teoscar Hernandez, 286 and 14 at-bats with a home run. Kevin Biggio actually has two home runs against Cole. Bichette has one home run against Cole. Alejandro Kirk has one home run against him in six at-bats. He's batting 500. They still have Grichik. Oh, 
Cole is the one pitcher that could hold Randall Gritchick down. In 17 at-bats, he was only batting 118. As for Barrios against the Yankees, Aaron Judge is batting 510 at-bats against him. Joey Gallo is batting 083 in 12 at-bats against Barrios, but he has a home run and two runs batted in. Hmm, that's interesting. And then the final game of the series... Thursday, Thursday night, another 7.05 start. The Yankees' first look at Kevin Gossman this season. He came over from the San Francisco Giants. He had a really good year last year. We'll see if it carries over into this year. Yankees.com, stop resetting on me. That's your challenge right now. Why is it doing this to me? Because it's Monday. Yeah, Gossman against Severino. Again, Severino didn't really last that long, threw just over 60 pitches, so hopefully he'll stretch out a little longer on Thursday night. Blue Jays batters have not seen him that much. Biggio is one for two in two at-bats. He's batting 500. Let's see. Teoscar Hernandez has a home run and one run batted in in five at-bats against Severino. But, you know, they haven't really seen him much because he hasn't really pitched that much. As for Gossman against the Yankees, some of these numbers are from when he was with the Orioles. Aaron Hicks, in nine at-bats, he's batting 444 against Gossman. Aaron Judge, in 13 at-bats, 615 with three home runs and six runs batted in. Giancarlo Stanton, in six at-bats, batting 667 with a home run and three runs batted in. Joey Gallo batting 205 at-bats against Gossman, also with a home run. Miguel Andujar has a home run against him, but that doesn't matter because he's not there. Um, Randall Gritchick. Oh, he has at-bats against Severino. Of course he does. 333 in six at-bats with one home run, of course, because, again, he was a Yankee killer. And once again, thank you so much for trading him. We appreciate it. So Yankees take two out of three against the Red Sox. Yankee fans still finding reasons to be mad about it. (laughs) Again, it's the last game of the series syndrome, basically. You remember what happens in the last game, and when they lose the last game, that's the negative thing that sticks in your head, but you should be happy. Two out of three ain't bad. As for this series, I'm not really going to make a prediction because I really don't know. It could go either way. It could be a split. It could be three out of four by the Blue Jays. It could be three out of four against the Yan- or by the Yankees. I don't see either team uh, sweeping. A four-game sweep is really hard to do. So it should be interesting to see what happens. And uh, yeah, Ho- hopefully it won't be a sweep, you know, for the Blue Jays. Let's let's hope against that. Let's hope for a split. That I would take a split. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I would like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. No? Well, yeah, you can, but say Locked On MLB. Now make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. 
podcasts. One more thing. If you could be so kind, please rate the podcast. Spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday. And I will talk to you all tomorrow.